Hey beautiful, welcome to Unapologetic at 50. I am your host, Sharon Fields. This is an uncapped community discussing real life issues. In your 50s, you have the right to say, I have no time for games. Never regret in the past or apologizing for wanting a better future. Join me and special guests as we discuss topics and provide tools to navigate our midlife challenges. Today's episode is sponsored by Kendra. Kendra is a modern wellness company that makes estrogen-free menopause essentials. Their line of products include daily supplements to help with focus, sleep, and a daily vaginal lotion that dramatically relieves our most intimate skin. All are designed to target and relieve the most disruptive symptoms of your menopause journey, including hot flashes, brain fog, mood swings, and more. If you're not sure what products are right for you, Kendra has a five-minute quiz that offers personalized solutions based on your top concerns. I did it. Now I know what products are best for me. Go ahead. Take the quiz. It's time we start talking about the change. Head over to OurKendra.com and learn how you can start your own couch conversations with other women. Use code UNAPOLOGETIC20 to get 20% off your order. Use the code UNAPOLOGETIC20 to get 20% off of your order. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Unapologetic at 50. You know I appreciate you, right? Thank you for always listening and sharing. Today, I'm just excited about today's episode. I have someone with us that is going to bring us information that we can definitely use at any age, but that can really help us as we're taking our 50 plus and fabulous journey and reference to dating as well as having a blended lifestyle. So today's guest is Nicole Odom Hartnett. And she is a keynote speaker. She is a author. She has been on many different media outlets. So why wait? Let's just jump right into this so we can get all the wonderful tools and nuggets that Nicole is going to provide for us today. Hey, Nicole, how are you? Hey, I'm just great. I am so excited to be here and to share all the tidbits and other information that I have for your audience. Thank you. We appreciate you being here as well. Now, I did tell a little bit about your background, but Mm -hmm. you know, you jump in and tell us more about what you offer and how you got started. Tell us your story. Well, as you said, I am an author. I'm an entrepreneur. I am a mother. I'm a wife. So I'm all that good stuff rolled into one. I am a product of a blended family of seven and one very rambunctious two-year-old grandson. 
My journey was not easy by any stretch of the imagination with any of that, especially in that blended family. Came in and it started out all nice and and great. And then it went to something else. (laughs) We had some outside forces that didn't want to see this union survive. And I had to overcome some hurdles. And it took a while. And eventually those hurdles were knocked down or jumped over, (laughs) however you want to see it. And now I like to say my life is kind of blended to perfection, which is the title of my first book. It wasn't easy. And I know absolutely nothing at all is perfect, but it is my definition of perfect, pretty satisfied with the way everything has turned out. Wow, that is awesome. And you said that there was some hurdles, there were things that came your way, but overall, it worked out, right? And in life, those are things that we go through. No one ever said that life was going to be perfect. If you think that it is going to be you know, you need to change your way of thinking. <laughs> right, you're definitely living in a fantasy land if you think everything is going to be perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. I say that all the time. There's mm-hmm. only one perfect person, you know that's what I'm right. saying? And that's you the creator, that right? right. <laughs> so, you got that, it's so um, right. <laughs> your story is like many other stories, but I don't think people are open to tell it right? So I'm thankful that you are with us today and sharing your experiences, which is your life's testimony to help other people as well. I know that you're a coach and you also have experience on the dating side in reference to helping your clients. So let's start there. Okay. In reference to dating, because things are so different now. Right. Right. For me, it used to be, I would be able to go out and meet someone. You get to meet them face to face and talk to them and see what the energy was like. If there is some form of chemistry, right? I know that when you first meet people and we can't get around this, even though we try to say that that's not the way we are, your first impression is how somebody looks. Is there an attraction or whatever the case may be? But now there's none of that because it's all online. And I think a lot of people still are not comfortable with that because of the things that you used to hear when dating apps first came out. With anything, it takes time and it gets better. Hopefully, I think that the whole situation with dating online has gotten a lot better. There's a lot of different securities that are now at play. I think initially there was a lot of catfishing. Not doesn't happen now, but I think we have the opportunity to feel a little bit more safer and secure and that there are things that are in place that you could utilize to make sure that you're not connecting with someone that's going to become a safety issue. Now, nothing is 100% because we spoke about that things not being perfect. But can you talk a little bit about the dating now in this era, in this age? So yeah, you're correct. So right, dating has become a lot harder with everything because of this pandemic and everything going online. There's not as much going out and meeting people face to face. So you have to be really careful. You have to be really observant and you still have to pay attention. It's not that you didn't pay have to pay attention before. 
But you really have to pay attention now to whose picture you're getting if you're dating online, what they're saying, what their availability is. If they're if you get to the phone call stage and you get moved off the dating site, okay, are they available to take phone calls? Do you hear background noises? Are they telling you they have kids or they say that they don't have kids and you mm-hmm. hear all these children in the background all the time? <laughs> it's things that you really have to use your good common sense for. Because you can't see what's going on. You can research people. If you really want to find someone, you may have to pay for that search engine. There are ways that you can look people up. And yeah, there are things that you can do to look people up. And see what's on their background. And I know in some states, I know in Maryland, you definitely can. (laughs) To see if they've been arrested and things like that. But there's certain things that you should really pay attention to in their conversation. You have to have your really good listening ear on. You just can't believe everything that someone tells you. And you don't know this person. I mean, you want to go into it and think that the person is going to be completely genuine. But that's not always the case. A lot of people have ill intentions from the start. And then whether that's to use someone to get money or use someone to get sex or use someone to get whatever the purpose is for them to use you for, there are those people out there. And your intentions may be to fall in love and get married and have a family. I mean, you have to be completely, you're putting yourself out there as it is. You need to be upfront and honest in who you are and what you want. And again, I can't stress enough, pay attention. Right. (laughs) Pay attention. (laughs) Exactly. Well, thank you for that because I didn't know that there's a way for you to actually trace someone outside of Mm -hmm. Googling someone. I didn't know that you have the opportunity to do that as well. So that is something that we should be looking into as well. So thank you for that information. Nine times out of 10, if they are on a dating site, they are possibly on social media. Right. And if you're really curious about someone, you can find them somewhere. Before I got into writing books and doing certain things, I was hard to find on the internet. If you typed Mm -hmm. in my name, it was really hard to find me. You could find maybe one or two pictures of me. And that was because I went to a couple of events and took pictures for the news media. Because I've been in business for a number of years. Other than that, you couldn't find anything about me. But you can see what I look like. So there is a way. But if they're using a fictitious name, that is a little more challenging. You have to be very leery (laughs) of what you're getting into. And that's whether you meet a person face to face or not as well. You still have to pay attention. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's more with the the dating site Mm -hmm. because we are used to doing or was used to doing things a certain way that we are like stuck in that place. And some people really aren't still into technology. They're not tech savvy. They're a little leery from the beginning in reference to that. And we're talking about this, but there are great opportunities. There are a lot of people that have met their partners on online dating sites. So so true. 
with anything, it goes both ways, right? You have to try Mm -hmm. it. You have to do your research. That's right. With any and everything that you do, there comes risk. It's just how much you pay attention and you research and you just pay attention and study your risk and what's out there. Just know what the possibilities are of what could happen. Right. You know, and just hope and pray that it doesn't happen. But if you're seeking love, just don't be blinded. And that's whether you're online or or off. Yeah, so true. What would you say to, though, a person that maybe they recently got divorced or separated, widowed, or whatever the case may be, and they are a little apprehensive. Like, are there any specific sites that you would recommend to start or no? You're just saying, do your research and go on. And should you try a couple of them or maybe one and give it some time? Because that's another thing too. Like I tried apps and Mm -hmm. or online services and I got tired because you get bombarded with a lot of people, men wanting to reach out to you. And then you're going through all of that. And after a while, I was tired of swiping, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I got tired. I I was like, nah. (laughs) You know, during my single time, after my divorce, I've been married twice. So Uh I'm on my second marriage and hopefully my final. (laughs) That was early on before the big, I guess the big boom of online dating. I never got a chance to really experience the online dating, but through friends, I have had, I guess, the outside experience looking in and hearing and seeing some things about the online dating. As for recommendations, no, I would say definitely try several and see which ones you like the best. Okay. As for picking a person, I would say see who gives you the best conversation and the best smile on your face. Mm-hmm. And whatever your style is, whoever enlightens you, but I would what I would say, what I would say to someone is pick someone different outside of your norm. And that's whether online or in person. And what else? And here's another thing. I think that you shouldn't expect that every person that you connect with online is going to be your partner because it doesn't that work that so way. That's so true. It does not. Well, first thing, if after a divorce, you're widowed or whatever, I would say you should take some time for reflection right. to see what it is about your previous partner you liked or you didn't like. So you can weed out those people that you know you don't like this or you know you like that. You know you like this about yourself or you don't like that. And that type of person is going to bring this out in you, whether you need a strong guy, a more whatever type of man or woman or whatever it is that you need or want or desire that's going to bring the best you out. Mm -hmm. You need to know all of that before you jump into something else. And then... I would say you go swiping or clicking and things like that. And I would say, don't do it initially with a purpose. Do it just to have some fun. Right. And then if it happens and you find someone that you're interested in, go for it. Whatever that next step is, whether it's a, a Zoom call or a phone conversation or you meet in a public place, or whatever it is. But you shouldn't say, okay, I like such and such. 
this is my man now. Right. And I think that's where us as women, we make our biggest mistakes. We just automatically yeah, just you, like, boom. Yeah, because now you're ready. <laughs> right. And the first person that you are introduced to or you like some of the comments that they made or whatever, and maybe you had the opportunity to have some great one-on-one conversations. Now you're all in. I think the sites also give you the opportunity to build some good friendships because I, there are people yes. that relationship-wise, it wouldn't work, but right. we became friends. Right. And whoever you build the best friendships with, because that's what a good relationship, in my opinion, is built on a firm friendship, unbreakable friendship, the best. And then it can build from there. Mm -hmm. And then if you're online and then you meet that person and that friendship continues to grow, then it can turn into something beyond that. Correct. I agree 100%. So now let's talk about your blended family. So you said you have a total of seven. Yes. Is that correct? Okay. Beautiful blessings, right? Yeah. Between both of you. Tell us a little bit about that and how you transitioned into a blended family or created a blended family that works for both of you and the children as well, right? Because you always have to consider them as well. So the relationship, we met the traditional way, face-to-face. It was the meeting of the children. Everything went smoothly. The children got along. We got along. Everything was great. I brought in two boys. He brought in five children, three girls, two boys. Mm -hmm. The youngest at the time was my son. He was seven going on eight and his children ranged from 13 to early twenties at the time. So now they ranges from 20 to 33. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you got the full gambit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The oldest just had a birthday yesterday. Oh, the Issues came in maybe a couple of months after we got married and actually blended, started living together. It was with the ex-wife mm-hmm. and the oldest daughter. Okay. They seemed to be closer together. And it was just some extra baggage left over from their divorce, spilling into the daughter, some conversation between mm-hmm. the mother to the daughter about their previous relationship, meaning husband, ex-husband and wife, previous relationship that was going to the child. And that's common when Mm -hmm. uh, grown folks start talking around and it doesn't matter how old the child is, they're still the child. That's common. And then you start putting stuff in the child's ear, which it really shouldn't be the case. That's not helpful to the child because now you're kind of making them decide. And not only decide about their feelings, whether they like or dislike this new parent in their life or step parent or whatever you want to call it. They also have to now decide, hey, do I like mom or dad because of what they did to you or what they're saying that they did to you or how they treated or how they're making you feel now, which is not good. It's not healthy for the child. Right. So it was that type of thing that went on and it went on for probably about a year and a half, almost two. It was, and it was just this bickering 
just was in her ear constantly that came into my house that caused a lot of unnecessary nonsense. It didn't, it affected the marriage, whereas him and his daughter's relationship was affected for a moment. It just put a strain on the relationship. It put a strain on the relate on our marriage because I felt some type of way about this. This was the first time I had ever been in a situation like this. I didn't understand why this young girl wasn't speaking to me, didn't care for me, and I had done nothing to her, and there was nothing that I could do to change. There's nothing I could do, nothing I could say. So I had a problem with that. We all went to therapy in the house. We thought that was good for everyone. It was just a hard time. I went through some depression, but really I had to eventually take myself out of the equation. My whole, when I say that, the way that I was feeling and looking at things and say, okay, I can't expect my husband to take sides because this is his daughter. Right. He can, okay, I can express to him how I'm feeling about this, but that is, that's about it. I couldn't expect him to be in the middle in a tug of war with his new wife and his daughter. This this is a child. And this other person, being her mother, is feeding this information to her. And of course, she's going to believe whatever this woman says to her. This is her mother. Correct. I'm a mother. I, I wouldn't do something like this, but I understand how this young girl is feeling. She's caught in the middle of this. This is her dad and this is her mom. Her mom is feeling sad, upset, whatever. And she wants to be there for her mom and support her. Mm-hmm. So I had to understand that. And I had to understand that this is a situation that I had no control over. And I am a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to be patient and understand that I could not force this. I could not stop this. I had to pray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to meditate. And then I just had to pray that this would be over soon. Pray that she would understand that I didn't break them up. There was nothing that I did that was wrong in this situation. There was nothing her dad did that was wrong in this situation. Their marriage ended because those two felt that it should end. Right. And they should go their separate ways. Mm-hmm. It, it was just a difficult time for me. And at that moment, I had no one to speak to about this. They didn't, no one understood. My friends didn't understand what I was going through. My family couldn't understand what I was going through because they had never been through any of this. Right, exactly. Therapy was my only release, but I thought it would help if I had a friend that I could- A support system. Yes, that's how the talk to Nicole came about because I've been through this and so much more. I have had a child who suffered from addiction, ADHD- depression, anxiety, you name it. With seven kids, I've seen all. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And who wouldn't be a better person to be able to help someone? Yeah, I agree. One hundred percent. And that's that whole thing that our lives are testimonies, right? That's right. It's not for us. It's to help other people. Not that you can ever or want to stop someone from experiencing a certain journey or going through a test because through those things is how they learn. But if you can lessen it, 
If you can right. help them prepare for it, that's everything. So that's thank right. you for using your life story to help others. And it's something else that you were saying in the beginning of your story in reference to blending a family. A lot of times people, they look at like Jada and Will, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, that's what a blended family is. It worked out. I'm thankful that it did work out for them, but on the norm, it doesn't work that smooth. And I'm sure that there were other things that were happening in the background that we're not aware of as well. So you speaking about the fact that there was some different type of feelings that were going on with one of the children and things, that is common. That is the norm, right? right? Just letting people know that's okay right? But knowing how to deal with it. And then you Mm -hmm. turned around and you said, that's out of your control. You can't do anything, but be the best person that you can be, be understanding because this is a child that you're talking about. And you're talking about a relationship that was way before you. Right. Yeah. Those are great points there about how long did it take before things started to change and you actually became a family unit? It took about two years for things to smooth over. But I think when things, the oldest daughter and I, we had a conversation where she asked me a lot of questions. I Mm -hmm. answered her questions truthfully and honestly. And that was probably maybe about a year and a half in because she was back and forth to college. It took about a year and a half But when it really hit home for her was when she found her love interest and mom and grandma started treating love interest the way that she was treating me. Mm -hmm. So she saw it for herself, right? She saw it for herself and she felt really bad. And that's when our communication started opening up and it hasn't closed at all since. Wow, that's awesome. And you know what? Sometimes that's what it takes. And you never know what's going to happen that is going to cause you to see things clearly. Because a lot of times we think we see it or we think that we know, but we only know a little bit or we only see a little bit. It's not until our eyes and our heart, right, is open completely that's when we can really understand. That's when we can start to heal and we can start to move forward. So I'm thankful that happened for you and your family. Right. Thank you so much. So now woman that is, again, she's ready to date. She might meet someone that has children. In some cases, the woman may not have children, or if she does, her children are grown. Mm -hmm. But then her mates or his mates children are not and they're still living at home is there anything that you can recommend in reference to that and how to handle that situation I would say first of all make sure that you're comfortable with that situation that's something that you want to deal with some people just say okay I like him I'm just going to deal with this make sure that you truly want to be in a relationship like that. Because if your children are grown and then you have someone, you've entered a relationship or friendship with someone and their kids are like 11 or younger, and now they're on daddy or mommy duty 
and you don't want to be a part of that, then you shouldn't consider that relationship. Don't do it because you just want a warm body mm-hmm. next to you or some companionship. And that person should just stay your friend and go no further. And then if you want, if you don't mind that type of relationship, you need to check all the factors and make sure that baby mama or baby daddy isn't the drama type. Yeah, that makes a world of difference, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it does. Because it's different, you know, to have kids because if they are, other parent is drama filled and causing problems and wreaking havoc for that parent that you're dating, then nine times out of ten, it's going to spill over into the relationship. Right. And something that I keep hearing in our conversation is self awareness. You have to know what it is that you want. I think that that's mm-hmm. the first place to start before you even decide to start dating. Right. You know, if you don't know what you want, you may wind up in a relationship or situation that you were never interested in, right? In the first place. And sometimes we get in situations because we don't want to be alone. Like you said, right. you just want a warm body or something like that. And then time you don't get back. How about that? You don't get that time back. You have, in some situations, you'll start creating feelings for someone that you were never meant to be with anyway. So that's a time killer. That's a time stealer because the person that is really out there for you to connect with, you're no longer open. You're no longer available because now you're in a situation that was never really meant for you anyway. So do the work. I say, do your self work. Know what it is that you really want in a relationship and what it is that you can offer because it can't be one-sided. That's so true. I see a lot of women either on social media or sometimes I listen to women talk and they think that sex is just, okay, that's going to get the man, that's going to keep the man. But if you have a real man and a good man, that's not it. Right. You you can't just be offering that. It has to be something else. Exactly. That's not going to sustain any type of relationship. Man, woman, it doesn't matter. You have to be bringing something else to the table. Oh, yeah. You might like to get your groove on, but you ain't no rabbit. That's right. You got to have something else. There's got to be some type of substance outside of just sex. So I I agree 100% with what you're saying. We could talk about this forever because I don't think that people are changing. I think that the whole dating system is changing, how we are creating and building families may be changing. But I think that the baseline is the same. You need to know what it is that you want. You need to know if you are really ready to give your all in a relationship, right? Because it, again, it can't be one-sided. And I do hear that a lot. And in the conversations, it's like, I want a person that's going to be like this. I want a person that's going to do this. I want a person that's going to look like this. I want a person. Okay. So what is it that you're bringing? Because you have fair to that person as well to make it a lasting relationship. And on the top of that is communication. Like you need to be open. You need to be honest and say, yeah, that I like that. No, I don't. And that needs to be from the beginning. Do you agree with that? I completely agree. Yes, indeed. 
that communication is extremely important. It can make or break a relationship. I think that is one of the one of the most important things in a relationship is communication. I um actually have a little story. I was on an app and I stayed on a little bit longer than I usually do, Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) I was able to meet someone and the communication was well. We did have a lot of similar interests, but like you said, there were things that they were interested in or was a hobby or areas that they had worked in professionally that I didn't know anything about. So I was intrigued to learn more and the same on my end for them, right? So that created a connection. We started chatting online or whatever. And I want to say after maybe almost a month or so, we took it offline and said, hey, is it okay? How do you feel about going offline and talking to one another direct? And I think that that is the best way to just don't take it for granted that somebody else is ready to stop using that platform. Ask the questions. That's what we're talking about in reference to communication. I agree wholeheartedly. You have to be upfront and completely transparent with what you like and what you're thinking because people don't know what you're thinking everybody's at a different level in their communication and or their thought process that's the thing that was a great thing to do so we did we started talking offline and it was great there was a lot of laughing serious conversations and things like that but it came down to this the person asked me after a comment that I made in reference to praying for people and I know who I serve. That's Mm me. I'm never going to go in any other direction than that because that's who I am. And they asked me a question. They just said, I noticed that you talk a lot about praying for people. You talk about the Bible and how you live your life and stuff like that. And they said, I just want to let you know. Um, And they told me a little bit about their story, but they believe in the universe. They don't have the same religious belief that I do. And they asked me point blank, would that be a problem? Would I see us being able to move any further than where we are right now? And I had to be honest. I said, no, because what I am looking for and what I have been praying for is for someone that loves the Lord just like I, if not even more. That's what I want. I have to be honest with that. And the funny thing about it, Nicole, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they didn't even let me finish the sentence when I said, no, I don't think that it is because I am. They was like, okay, I had a great time talking to you. I wish that it could have turned out. (laughs) But there's really no further that we could go with this. Take care. And I was like, okay, bye-bye. But I'm still... We hung up and I'm looking at the phone. (laughs) Right. But that's all a part of you being honest with yourself. And I think so many women are scared to be honest with their self because they're so scared of what the other person is going to say or think or do. You will be setting yourself up for failure long term when that conversation came back around again or the person did something that you didn't like. That wasn't of your, what you were all about. Right, exactly. You know, I know people who love the Lord, praise the Lord in church all the time, 
But then they end up dating an atheist. Yeah. And I'm like, how, <laughs> like, how do you does it go? Why are you settling? How, how do you connect with that? Have a conversation with your mate. So if you yeah, if you say you want a God fearing person, how does that how does that match? I don't want to say <laughs> that's what I mean by just having a warm body next to you. That person, okay, maybe they can still be your friend, maybe not. I don't know about that, but you just can't settle for anything. You, we can't sell ourselves short. We are the prize. Right. We are the prize. That's right. And I mean, I think that this needs to be said also because of everything that's happening with COVID and social distancing and things of that nature. Like, please don't put yourself in a situation that you are just going to settle for anything just for the sake of, because right. you're worth more than that. You deserve right. more than that. They deserve more than that as well. So take your time, do your work, your self-work and learn what it is that you really want. And just like you said, don't be scared to tell that other person what it is that you really want. Yeah, you you might get a a quick disconnect like I did. And I laughed about it because I did. It happened so quick. I was like, wait a minute. Did he give me a second to breathe? after this?" But you sat in your truth and you owned it. So, right. But hey, it'll be somebody after that that'll fit. You know, he'll send you somebody that is worthy. For for all, everyone out there, there is someone for you. Mm-hmm. You're not the only one that's kissing a lot of frogs. Right. You know, all of us have kissed a lot of frogs. You know, there are a few. There are some that have, I guess, fortunate enough or maybe not that have found that one, their first go around, maybe their elementary school or sandbox sweetheart. But other than the norm is we kiss a lot of frogs, <laughs> but that's the way we find that person that is right for us. Grab your car match, a blistex, whatever it is that you're rocking with or whatever, right? And just enjoy yourself. Meet mm-hmm. people. Take right. the opportunity to talk to people and be open. Be open to receive. I don't want to be redundant, but I, I just have to keep going back to this. Previous relationships that you were in, the new person that you're trying to connect with, don't hold them to whatever happened in your past. This is a new person. Give them the opportunity. Don't look for signs that are not even there. I want you to be open, right? I'm not telling you to put on blinders just for the sake of being with someone, but dump that baggage, tie up that trash, whatever transpired in your old relationship, don't carry it over because that's one of the hardest things too. It is so true. And it happens so often, but you gotta remember, that's not the same person. Right. Your ex may, his name may have been John, but this isn't John. You're not, I, no one is absolutely identical. And you have to remember that. And you can't just assume that they're going to do the exact same thing. So true. And then if you wind up in situations where you are dating people and you see that they have the same similarities and you keep going down the same road, whoever is listening, Check your right, that's right. That's right. right because you are the common denominator. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing, but I'm serious. Yes, it is you very, it's so yourself. true. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, I've had so many people ask, so, well, how do I always end up with this type of person? Well, that's because you don't know yourself. You haven't done your homework on you. What well, is something that you're saying 
or something that you're doing that you're attracting that same type of right. person. That's what I say. Date differently. Go outside of your norm. Nicole, thank you so much. Like I said, I knew from the beginning that this was going to be a great conversation. And this, what we're talking about is it applies to everyone. It has nothing to do with your age. Don't look at the title of the show and think that, oh, that's for someone older. What we're talking about now is for any and every age. There are tools and tidbits that you can use in everyday life, no matter how old you are. Tell us, how can the listeners connect with you if they are interested in any of your books or any of your coaching? We really didn't dive deep into that, but you are a coach as well that offers uh, services. So how would someone connect? So I am on social media and I will be expanding my social media profile. I am on LinkedIn. I am on Instagram and Facebook. You just type in my name, Nicole Odom Hardnet, and that's N-I-C-O-L-E, Odom, O-D-O-M hyphen Hardnet, H-A-R-D-N-E-T-T, or Talk to Nicole. That's how you find me on social media. My website is talktonicole.com. And again, it's Nicole, the old school way. (laughs) N-I-C-O-L-E. There's no H involved in that. (laughs) My coaching is for anyone. It can be male or female. Anyone who is having issues or needs some suggestions, tidbits, any type of assistance with blended families or relationships. As I said, I've been through a little bit of everything. And I would be divided to work with you. Those are the best ways to reach me. Website would be the absolute best way. Social media takes me a little longer to respond, just being completely honest with you. Okay. All right. Is there anything that can offer the guests that they would be able to maybe download? I do have an ebook on my website that is free. I also have a discount on my website. If you go to my website, if you use the code blend seven, B-L-E-N-D and the number seven, you'll get a discount from the website. The books are also sold on Amazon as well, but you won't be able to find all of them on Amazon, but all of them are placed on the website. I do have an additional book coming out probably in the next 30 days, and there'll be another one coming out by the spring. Okay. And give us that code again. You said it's blend seven. Yep. Blend B- seven. Okay. B- blend seven. B L E N D seven. And what is the discount? Seven. There's five dollars off. Is there anything else that you would like to share with the listeners today, Nicole? Say families are very essential to your functioning. So getting your family right and making sure that the flow of your family is going well is very important. So that's why I am here to help you get that going so we can cut out any drama, chaos, or whatever it is. And if you're looking for a mate, which so many people are, I can definitely give you my, I like to call, what's in my toolbox? What I use to find my mate, because I was very strategic in the things that I did. I worked on me and I did some very specific things in working on me and so on and so forth to be ready to receive it, to receive him and know that he was the right one. Even though I went through the challenges that I went through and I thought about giving up, I just knew. And there were reasons why I knew. 
And I have been able to help some people realize whether they were, well, they realized <laughs> whether they were in something that was great. And most of my clients have been in things that were really great, unless they were in abusive relationships. And I helped them do their pros and cons list and so on and so forth to weigh out their options and help their family stay together and be prosperous. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you so much for that. So listeners, please go to Nicole's site as well as her social media platforms to look at the all of the information that she has there. Make sure you go and order her book and make sure that you use the code. Nicole, thank you so much. Anytime you want to come back to the show and share with us, you are more than welcome. You are now a part of the family. Thank you so much. It was definitely a pleasure to be here. I look forward to coming back and speaking with your audience. All right. Thank you, Nicole. Take care. Be well. You too. Thanks. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Unapologetic at 50. Together, we will learn how to maneuver life's challenges while being our authentic selves without regret. Remember to subscribe to Unapologetic at 50 to be notified of new episodes. Don't be salty with me if you are the last to know. And never apologize for being the best version of you.